dolphins and jags. What a drag! Welcome, football fans, to the Surf and Artificial Turf Podcast. I'm Baxter Hill. This is my co-host, Casey Thompson. Casey, how was your week? We did it. Buddy. One week between pods. They said it couldn't be done. Time to take a month off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, week was, whoa, yeah, rough week. It's been yeah. a long fucking week for me. Um, working a, a few jobs at this point um, for one company, which is crazy in my mind. Um, I usually just work for multiple companies. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's been tough. I had to speak at a memorial today. Mm. Um, I've had a, I hired a paralegal um and had to go through multiple interviews i just have been fucking working more than i've ever worked before um putting in a solid 24 hours of work a week (laughs) yeah it's something like that um so yeah it's been it's been busy um prepping next week is elliot's first week at school yeah exciting congrats um you did it one down four to go <laughs> four to go no 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 i don't know <laughs> we're capping at four capping with a vasectomy at four <laughs> <laughs> a medical cap if you would yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i mean beside that um you know just working working really for we're gonna be yeah, working yeah. for a bit uh and just uh, trying to stay indoors from the florida heat how about you buddy uh, nothing. This this week's been pretty chill. Waiting for Jack, like we were talking about last week. Uh, should be should be here shortly. Uh, and as Casey said, this is going to be our last pod before uh, ever. Yeah, we're never we're never podcasting ever again. Our last pod before the regular season. We might try to slip. Yeah, we might try and slip one in. Uh, slipping one in. Oh boy, that's how that's how you get multiple children. Um, we might try and slip uh, one in like right after the preseason, kind of go over the preseason, do our beer bets. If not, then we'll do beer bets and our week one preview. Uh, but we will both still be active on Twitter. I mean, I will be active on Twitter. I've Casey never been will active be, a day in my life. <laughs> Casey will be lurking on Twitter. I don't. I'm not active in my life. I'm not active online. I am. I am just yeah. sitting in the shadows in both events. Go he ahead. will like some tweets that I put out. So if <laughs> yeah. you want uh, some content from us, have a conversation with me. Uh, find and follow us at Surfing Artificial Turf, all one word on Twitter. Um, also, and threads. We've been, and threads that, but I'm not going to look at that <laughs> probably. So Twitter, uh, X, sorry, Z at us, uh, Surfing Artificial Turf. Uh, but also. We've been gaining some new listeners, and I think now would be a good time to put it up here at the top before we go on our little bit of a break. It'd be awesome to come back and read some of your reviews up here at the top. So if you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, I'll shout you out. I will read your review up here at the top. Uh, we've, we've had some glorious conversations around our reviews in the past, uh, trying to sleuth out who could have possibly written some of them. Uh, but please, you know, leave us a rating and review. That's the best way to help us out in our podcasting endeavor here. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? 
I'm drinking Yellow Spot, which is a whiskey, because mm. it's just been that type of week. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I I I got this. Uh, David visited, delayed because I had COVID, um, for my birthday, and he gave it to me for my birthday. Sure. So, um, I'm partaking in this, and I'm also toasting to a healthy and happy birth of Jack Trevor Lawrence Hill. Yeah, well, if only. You know. <laughs> Uh, I, sir, am drinking a Juice Force IPA, Voodoo Ranger. I'm sure we'll see you at some point after Jack is born. I'm not sure when you guys are planning on coming. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't make those kind of plans. I just, I'm along for the ride. Oh, yeah, you know I what mean, I mean? Our, our, we also would not be the ones making that decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need clearance to land. Like, a, sure. She needs to wave us in. <laughs> Understandable. All right. Tonight's episode is our fantasy extravaganza, where we go through, Casey and I have ranked all of the offensive positions independently of one another, and then I have done a mediocre job of making a uh, consensus rankings. Are you going to share this screen, by the way, so I can look at it while we're talking? That'd be helpful. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can do that. Um, I have done my best to put together a... Don't pay any mind to the red. I was trying to do something, and then I, I just I couldn't get it done. I'm not going to uh, judge you, except for the fact that I can't read what's in red. <laughs> okay, I can undo it. No, um, you're, fine. you're fine. Don't worry about it. I know who's up there. Can you see it? Yeah, it's fine, dude. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Well, too oh, late. Oh, my God. Jesus. Um, so, we have both ranked our players individually, and now I did my best to put them together into a consensus surf and artificial turf ranking. We will go over these and then we will pick a couple of guys to talk about. Um, so without further ado, what position group do you think we should get started with the most boring one? Tight ends quarterbacks. Let's do it. Uh, so we're going to start up at the top. Um, I should have had your side by side here. Let me get your email up. I'm a fool. A damn fool. I'm a, I'm a fool. Uh, Gmail, because you emailed them to me like a madman. Uh, don't mind me. Oh, no, I deleted all my emails. You did not. Casey. Who does that? I, well, sometimes I delete my emails while I'm waiting for you because there's too many emails. What a fucking... That's that's madness in my mind. Send it send it to me again. <laughs> I don't want all those emails in my, in my account, you know what I mean? And I deleted like 531 oh emails. God, who is that kind of time? You just um, if you click the, the the delete button at the top where it selects all of I them. I can't. I can't. There's too many, too much shit in here. But it's if you do important. that, and then you hit, there's a thing that t- tells you that you can select all of them. Email it to me again, Casey. I'm doing it as we speak. Okay. It should be arriving soon. So, that sounds great. But um, so we'll go. Th- I'll go over the the top three as they ended up, which would be. Jalen Hurts, one. Patrick Mahomes, th- three. Josh Allen, two. I believe... What is happening here? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, these are my rankings, and then the numbers next to them are where they ended up in our consensus. Am I looking at the consensus ratings rankings, or am I looking at... So the consensus rankings are on the right-hand side. Okay, so can you these read are it like my a rankings. normal person and be like Jalen Hurts one, Josh Allen two, Patrick Mahomes Jalen Hurts one, Jalen or Josh Allen two, 
Patrick Mahomes, three. Right. Uh, we both had <laughs> Jalen Hurts as our number one quarterback. You had Allen second. I had Mahomes second. So we just kind of have Mahomes and Allen second. Uh, so I, I stopped here, Casey, because I believe that this is the top tier of fantasy quarterbacks. And by that, mm-hmm. I mean if you're going to draft a quarterback at or earlier than their ADP would warrant – these three would be where I would say that that is justifiable. Um, boy, I don't know. I, there, there is a part of me that would p- include Joe Burrow in that list. Um, so that's my, that's my only caveat just because, it, you know, if you want a guy that's going to give you consistent top good numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I do like Burrow. Um, I don't actually know the difference in points, um, that we were looking at last year between those top three and Burrow, but, um, because why would we prepare for a pod about fantasy (laughs) with those types of numbers? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do think obviously those three are definitely in that top tier, um, and that t- top tier does end pretty soon after. Are we okay over there? Yeah, sleeper decided to update their app as soon as I'm trying to bring up Hell yeah, bro. points and stuff. Uh, boy, they they're really making me jump through hoops here. Okay, so. Quarterbacks, Mahomes finished with 418.4 points, Josh Allen 399.7, Hertz 379, and then Burrow 357. It's right uh, Yeah, I mean, the gap between 418 and 379, I mean, that's, you know, that's 20-ish points. That's, uh, you know, a, a little bit over a game, a game's worth of points. But also, we both have Hertz taking a jump who ended third last year to one. We both believe that. And it's one of the things that we kind of hinted at, got on uh, in our last episode. This team didn't have to play in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And we imagine that they're not going to have such as much of an easier easy time. Uh, I think it is also going to become evident in your rankings of their wide receivers. Um but we both have Hertz taking that jump to QB1, his rushing 18 touchdowns in 18 games last year uh, on the ground alone. Just he ma- It makes Jalen Hurts such a valuable, valuable weapon in fantasy football. Yep. All right, moving on to the next group. We have Burrow at four, Fields at five, Trevor Lawrence six, Lamar Jackson, seven. Justin Herbert, eight. Um, I guess if you're going to put Burrow in the tier above that, then this becomes the tier of Fields, Lawrence, Jackson, Herbert, as we have it. Um, These are guys that I think are going around a a, a decent spot where you're going to be able to, you know, get a couple of wide receivers, get a couple of running backs, and then snag one of these quarterbacks. Uh, If you, you had to choose one of these guys, uh, Jackson Fields, Lawrence, Herbert, to end up as in the top of the quarterbacks 
uh, you know, maybe jump Burrow, maybe jump Allen slash Mahomes. Which which one do you feel like would be the guy that you would go with? Lawrence. Uh, they are going to be passing a ton because yep. their defense is absolute trash. Um, I think that Fields has the highest ceiling just because of his legs, um, mm. but it most variability in terms of, you know. He's finally given the weapons, so you don't you don't know in terms of like what's going to happen. Lawrence, I think, has proven based on what happened at the end of last year um, that he can be in that top tier um, with a you know amazing weapon, um, and they got one with Ridley. Um, in terms of if Ridley hits that same type of ceiling that we are, of course, both hoping that he does. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence was six in fantasy points last year. Um, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't move up, honestly, yep. in in on that list. Um, yeah, I ex- believe you you had him higher, right? I think you had you had Trevor Lawrence five, and I have Trevor Lawrence seven. Um, so, so you explain know, to, to me point. why you hate Trevor Lawrence. Please go. I'll give you the floor <sighs> here. Well, I put I put the two quarterbacks with the rushing upside ahead of him for me personally. I have Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields ahead of him, just. You know, that uh, scramble ability, they're going to have more of a rushing element to their game. You know, something that when the first time we did this exercise that I diminished hurts for, uh, maybe I'm being a little more reactive to not respecting that enough. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, two of the better running quarterbacks in the NFL. I agree, Mike, Mike, there's, you know, there's a little concern there. Absolutely, right? And that's kind of why we're eventually going to get to why who my 10 was. And that's mm-hmm. why he's my 10. But um, when we get to him, but of course, I ding both Lamar and Fields, even though Fields hasn't really done dealt with this, but injury risk is there because of the type of quarterback they are. Um, and so I think that, that that's really the only reason why I dropped him a little bit more below Trevor. Um, just because you're going to get hit less if you're not running as much. That's the bottom line. Speaking of injury risk, number nine, we have both. I don't appreciate this. His his own tier to a tongue of Iloa. Um, nine, honestly, he would be higher for me if I was certain that I was going to get 18 games or at least as certain as these guys above him that I was going to get 18 games out of him, sure. uh, he'd be higher. But he because more, I haven't seen it He had a higher yet. average of points uh, yeah. per game than Trevor. Like, I mean, it's just like it. it's so frustrating because with this offense, with his weapons, Tua has that ability. Um, and honestly, I might have ranked him higher uh, than he where he currently was. I just think that our defense really did improve and that we are going to be running the ball more. And be a little bit more protective of Tua, all kind of all in one. And so I'm, I'm dinging him a little bit just because of the situation um, that he is going to be in this year, where I think we're going to be a little bit more protective of him, knowing what happened in the playoffs last year, um, and based on our statements that we are going to run the ball more, um, and I know our defense is going to be improved. So I, I think, I think that's kind of what is dinging me the most. Honestly, more than injury risk is why I'm dropping him. Why he's at ninth even though his fantasy points per game um, is up there right. with, with the yeah. with the elite. It's just a matter of, you know, that uh, those circumstances around Tua. So, uh, 
I'm going to ask this question, I think, again, with your next player, kind of your strategy. But if you are going to choose to let all these other guys go and you're going to draft Tua, how early are you picking up a second quarterback? Oh, very early. But I would do the same with Lamar. Hmm. Okay. What uh, And what kind of quarterback would you be looking for? Would you be looking for a high upside guy, or would you be looking for something safe? You know, Are you drafting Sam Howell as your second quarterback, or are you drafting Aaron Rodgers? I mean, maybe not Aaron Rodgers for you personally because of he's a Jet, and we don't really like him uh, as a human being, but, you know, that caliber of player, you know, Brock Purdy. Yeah, so, you know, you basically have to look at who – would be available in that 11 to 20 range. And hypothetically, you're drafting um, someone in the 11 to 14 range because you were thinking you need to grab someone. And so, you know, in this situation, I'm not quite sure who's going to uh, be there. But if it's like, in my mind, Geno Smith or Jared Goff or Justin Herbert are falling outside of the top 10. Like, those are the guys. Guys that are just outside of our list. There's so many fucking good quarterbacks. Not Justin Herbert. There's so many good quarterbacks in this Who do you mean? What do you mean, who do I mean? Justin Herbert is in our list as above Tua. Are you talking about Lamar? I'm talking about if you pass on all those guys and you take Tua, what is your your backup plan? Well, I, I guess I'm thinking that potentially Justin Herbert might be there. Oh, I mean, I'm assuming Justin. If you're if you're drafting Tua, Justin Herbert's gone. Justin Herbert is going 42nd overall, and Tua is going 92nd. Oh, quarterback 11, Tua in ADP. Justin Herbert is quarterback seven. Notably, Justin Herbert had a less points per game um, than Tua Tungavailoa. Anyway, uh, I think that um, he was also super hurt. And played through it. I think, um, so yeah, so Gino, Jared Goff, guys that are going to be starters for sure. I think there's a slight risk for um, guys 15 on where they could just fucking tank and the team mm-hmm. could be in a position where they um, are either a contender. I'm thinking, I don't know, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, something like that, where there's a shot that those guys um, – don't make it, you know, as a, as a starter, and they make the switch. Uh, and then there's, of course, the third tier, which is the bottom 10 of the NFL, and there's rookies and stuff like that. I, I would rather avoid that uh, in terms of a high upside. I guess I'm looking for someone that's – I don't see any way they get benched type of guy. Sure. Uh, we also both independently did not rank Deshaun Watson, uh, one certified bad at football last year. And also just bad vibes, you know what I mean? I He could very well be in this top 10, but I am more than okay not drafting Deshaun Watson and him being in the top 10 of quarterbacks than drafting him, getting that bad juju on my team, and uh, him sucking. Uh, so moving on to our 10, we have tied because we both have a player that the other one did not put on their list. It's the only person. Uh, I have Kirk Cousins at 10. You have Anthony Richardson. Uh, Casey, how could you? How could I? Because I chose a Colt? Uh, no, because you chose a rookie quarterback to be in your top 10 quarterbacks. Because I think Anthony Richardson's legs 
has such a high upside in my mind. Um, and it might be just the, I mean, I, I still have questions about the quality of receiver there. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact and that the, possibly quality of running back there. Sure. And, um, you know, they are going to be in a lot of situations where they're down a lot. Rookies mm-hmm. are going to be more likely to run and hold, you know, tuck the ball in and run instead of throwing it. Um, especially Anthony Richardson, which is what he did a lot at Florida, um, which is, you know, probably not the best <laughs> for uh, quarterbacking, but good for fantasy. Uh, and I think. My my concern for, you know, guys like Kirk Cousins and everyone else in that other tier, um, you know, really, if you look at the ADP, it's like the other contenders are Dak, Bryce, Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray. I somehow, why is he up that high? We'll move past that. CJ Stroud. What are you looking at? Average draft position for this year. I have no Kyler Murray in my average draft position on here anywhere. Undraftable. He is fifteenth on my list. What? What? Where are you looking at? Sleeper leaders, ADP twenty twenty three. Oh, because you're probably on one of our leagues. That's dynasty. Listen, we're doing redraft. By the way, everyone, <laughs> this is the format that we're working on here is redraft PPR. Yeah, go to uh to fantasy redraft. pros. No, it's fine. I have a uh, redraft league on sleeper. Okay, and Kyler is going 20th so whatever you know he's still around there um yeah i have i have kyler as uh on fantasy pros um let's let's see i don't he's not even on this list he's undraftable okay so he's he's below drew Brees in this what that doesn't he is below drew Brees. a retired he's below cam newton (laughs) yeah i mean that doesn't make any sense um oh there he is never mind he is uh, pick one fifty three. Yeah, quarterback, he's, quarterback twenty three. Yep. Okay, he's pick one forty two. I just missed on, him. Okay, calm down yeah. over there. So the other guys on this list, right? Kirk, Dak, Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones, Geno, Jared. Honestly, were the guys I was considering honestly mm-hmm. higher um, than this list. Honestly, Kirk, I have lower just because he's old. <laughs> Uh, and they have no allegiance to him, and it's Kirk Cousins, and I, I, I just, it's hard for me to ever really have him in a position, however strong those weapons are. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Jekyll and Hyde, and if the Hyde shows up long enough, and, I mean, they don't have a, a good second option, but no, like... they don't. He's going to play. The, there has been some limitations for Kirk Cousins that just concern me. They are having a downgrade in running back and yards after the catch is why Kirk Cousins is so high in fantasy. It is not the skill of passing downfield. And it's, it's those concerns. I think that really just have him a little bit lower for me personally. Yeah. Kirk Cousins last year, eighth year before that 10th year before that 11th year before that tied for 15th. Um, I mean, he's in an offense in which yards after the catch is uh, a big part of it. You know, in that Shanahan tree, that's kind of one of the things that they, they look to do. They look to guys to get guys open 
and for them to be able to pick up yards after the catch. He's an accurate quarterback. Would I want him to be the quarterback of my football team? No, absolutely not. Am I fine with him being the quarterback of my fantasy team? Yes, because he's got Justin Jefferson. He's got Jordan Addison. He's got TJ Hawkinson. He's going to be throwing the ball a ton because Alexander Madison, uh, we'll get to in a little bit, uh, has uh, in all of his rushes never had a rush over 20 yards uh he's a plodding running back they are going to be throwing the ball a ton so i have kirk cousins here at 10 you have anthony richardson but at what, 10. i know i just i guess i don't really understand the upside of per- picking kirk cousins at 10 like i if i'm picking a quarterback last in my league mm-hmm. i want the guy with the highest upside and to me that's ar yeah i mean so to me you could do kirk cousins and ar right uh, like yeah sure uh, and I would rather snag the guy that's just for me personally. You know, we're just seeing it a little differently. I'd rather have the consistent guy, the guy I know is going to be, you know, in there every week, going to be throwing the ball, going to be throwing touchdowns, going to be throwing it accurately. Kirk Cousins has been doing that for the Vikings. Uh, whether or not they win, that's besides the point. Um, but I'd rather have that guy first and then take the risk. Yes. You know, I, I would rather be willing to let you draft Anthony Richardson and for him to not be good than for me to draft Anthony Richardson and for somebody else to take Kirk Cousins underneath from underneath. But I don't have Kirk Cousins high enough above Aaron Rodgers, Geno Smith, and Jared Goff in my mind. Yeah, I would take him over all of those guys easy, cleared. Man, that's crazy to me. Maybe not Rodgers, but the other two uh, – Easily clear. Yeah, I think I just I have some concerns about Kirk Cousins. Um, I definitely have concerns about Kirk Cousins long term, but in twenty twenty three, the year of our Lord, not not so much. And so, in my mind, right, just on the to finish that thought, I have that that tier of guys that are going to be high floor, consistent, definitely going to be starters of their teams. Mm-hmm. AR is the one guy, the outlier of that entire group that has such a high ceiling. So I want the guy that has a high ceiling first, and then I'm perfectly fine with Cousins or Rogers. Like, you know, <laughs> um, I'm going to try my hardest not to draft those guys, but, you know, it is what it is if, if one of those guys were to fall to me as my second QB. And I, I would be taking a second QB quickly if I'm taking AR as my first QB because, I, again, that means that I'm – in my mind, picking 10th in terms of QBs. Are you with me, sir? I mean, I am here. I hear you, but <laughs> I just don't. I I would just go the opposite, the exact opposite route. I'd rather have the safe guy and then take the risk because um, I'd rather let somebody draft the risk out from underneath me because there's plenty of other guys that have a higher upside, you know, Bryce. Young being one of them that you could that you could go with as as your riskier play. All right, let's move on to possibly the um, easiest and also maybe hardest. I don't know position uh, out there. We have boy, did I not do this very well, huh? We have tight ends. We have Travis Kelsey, easy one. T.J. Hawkinson, two. Mark Andrews, three. George Kittle, four. Darren Waller five. I guess that's a good enough spot to to pause for a second. Yes. Um, 
So I'll go over that one more time. Travis Kelsey, one. TJ Hawkinson, two. Mark Andrews, three. George Kittle, four. Darren Waller, five. Um, we've already talked about this. Our rankings after Travis Kelsey are pretty wildly, wildly different other than TJ Hawkinson. Um, other than that, it's all over the place. So basically what we've come to is if you aren't drafting Travis Kelsey, just don't bother. Yeah. Don't bother with tight end until be the last one to draft a tight end. Hell, I did that in fucking fantasy. Like none of these guys I'm thinking. In dynasty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I, I, um, None of these guys, in my mind, can be their starting tight end in three years. Like, there's a good chance Kittle, Hawkinson, Engram, definitely Andrews. Uh, You know, those guys can – I'm not saying be out of the league, but for sure it's likely. Um, Versus guys that we're going to have farther down the list that are younger and, Mm -hmm. and in my mind, have just – are just going to be probably – uh, a consistent floor uh, to have, but you know, again, in the redraft space, it's just, it's everything is just a little risky to me on all these guys mm. because either one, they have, well, for the most part, they have just too much change or too many other targets where they could definitely fall down in terms of um, how many times their targets and uh, targeted and how many times, you know, they are used in their offenses and whoever the fuck is throwing to them. Um, and, that definitely hurts them, and uh, guys like Kittle and Andrews, of course, have injury history as well. So um, that that is the that's the rub for me on on this group after Kelsey, who is obviously target number one in one of the most high power offenses we've ever seen. Sure, uh, and then T.J. Hawkinson, we both feel pretty comfortable um, with him in ending up as one of those top three tight ends. And then, funny enough, I think two separate players that we had ranked pretty differently, but I think for the same reasons, Mark Andrews and Evan Ingram. Um, I have Mark Andrews at five. You have him at two. two. Um, My reasoning being probably the same reason why you have Evan Ingram lower, um, the addition of... OBJ, Zay Flowers coming back, uh, that offense changing. I think that there's going to be less to go around for Mark Andrews, which is why I have him lower. Um, because even if he's, you know, a good tight end, I don't think where he's going right now is tight end two, pick 28. Uh, I'm not taking him as a 28th overall player. Um, I would not be touching him that early. I'd be fine taking him um, way later. I'd be fine missing out on Mark Andrews because I just think that that offense is going to be different this year. See, I look at it a little bit differently, which is why I have Andrews at two, which is that he is the one consistent target from last year that is going to be in that offense. Because in my mind, OBJ, Zay Flowers, new targets, um, you know, buy heavy on Mark Andrews first half of the season. Uh, in terms of you know the amount of receptions and touchdowns and things like that, that's the safe target that Lamar is going to look to more often than not in the first half, especially in the red zone. 
Um, whereas a guy like Evan Ingram uh, is they're bringing back most of the same receiving core. They're adding Calvin Ridley. So that is just going to drop him obviously a little bit from where he was last year, uh, which I assume is around like, I don't know, five or so um, in terms of tight ends. So that's, that's kind of my thought process there. And yes. Then, but, um, sure. Go ahead. I think one of the names you listed was Darren Waller. Um, again, mm-hmm. I, I think I had him, I had him fourth. You had him six, six thought process. there similar. Who is Daniel Jones going to be throwing to it in the red zone? Um, that guy doesn't really like to throw at wide receivers anyway. Uh, and so, and all of his wide receivers are five foot six. <laughs> sure. So it's just the upside. And so far training camp reports have been that, um, he is going to be the go-to target. So I, I, I just I like Darren Waller's upside there as the leading receiver um, just based in the red zone, based on the talent level based uh, between the mm-hmm. wide receivers and tight end there. Yeah, I mean, Waller for me, Waller, Andrews, Ingram, like all of these guys to me are all basically interchangeable, like we we're saying. Like I just don't – with Andrews, I just don't see – the benefit of taking him where you're going to have to take him, um, which shouldn't affect my ranking, but I just, you know, I'm trying to pull him down for me personally, because the juice isn't worth the squeeze taking this guy at the end of the second round. Like, I think that you're making a mistake if you're drafting Mark Andrews at, at, um, at the eighth pick in the, in the second round. I just think that that's not, where you, the value is um don't draft tight ends after travis kelsey uh before the eighth round in your fantasy yeah draft. i mean i guess in my mind the value isn't there for any of the guys that pick 28 to be picked 28 for any of these tight ends um and so if i had a gun to my right. head i had to pick one at 28 it's mark Andrews because of the ceiling yeah i mean I understand what you're saying. I guess I, I I like some of the other guys a little bit more. I think Evan Ingram, I honestly see Evan Ingram more as the guy who's going to lose less uh, targets than the other guys. I think Christian Kirk's going to probably see less targets. I think Zay Jones is probably going to see less targets. Obviously, Evan Ingram's going to see a little bit less targets, but I think if you're looking at a percentage at the end of the year, I would say that Evan Ingram sees the smallest drop in percentage of targets for that offense um, between those three guys with Calvin Ridley coming in. Because obviously you also have those Marvin Jones targets that will be available. And as we said, we feel like this team's going to have to be throwing the ball a lot because their offense is doo-doo. And just for everyone's reference. Defense. Travis Kelsey. Um was had 206 fantasy points last year. George Kittle was two at 140. Yeah. So like such a huge gap. And then it's I think 138, 129, 117, yeah. 103. Like it, there's there's a. I think the gap, the the difference between one and two. I think what I heard was the difference between two and 15. Yeah, that yeah, that's a, that's about right. Which is crazy. So you, it's a difference between yeah. George Kittle and Tyler Higby. Right. And also like George Everett is there or Gerald Everett is there and Jordan Atkins mm-hmm. is there. Like I mean, guys you honestly shouldn't be even thinking about starting unless you have injuries on the tight end position. Right, right. Um whereas 
there's just so many other options. Um, it just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense for you to be laying that much capital unless you're going for Kelsey. Yeah, if you're taking Kelsey in the first round, uh, if you're taking Kelsey again redraft, if you're taking Kelsey one overall, I'm not even necessarily going to be that mad at you. All right, moving on with the rest of the uh, tight ends, we have uh, no seventh place apparently, so we're going to say. Uh, Pat Fryermuth at seven, uh, Tyler Higby at eight, and then we just have this hodgepodge of players of <laughs> Dalton Schultz, Kyle Pitts, Gerald Everett, all uh, receiving votes here at the bottom where uh, each one of them was on one of our lists but not the other. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like Pat Fryermuth out of this little tier is, is the guy that I would be targeting. Uh, I love Kyle Pitts. I love the player. They, he needs to get a quarterback who can throw him the football accurately. But as of now, I just I, – I, I don't see the offense the way it's built, uh, the quarterback throwing him the ball, as worth taking him as a top 10 tight end. I don't have him on my, on my top 10 tight end list. You don't have – I'm sorry. Who I don't have – Pat Fryer? I don't have Kyle Pitts. Oh, Kyle Pitts. I would take Fryermuth out of this oh. hodgepodge of, of players here. I don't have Pitts on there because – his quarterback scares me. His offense scares me. Um. Yeah. He's just he's so talented, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they don't have many other options. No. That's that's really the the reasoning I have to having Kyle Pitts um, there. And I I would honestly be happier if Heineke was the one starting <laughs> for for Kyle Pitts's um, sure. uh you know point total, but. But yeah, it, it's been a weird few years in considering they drafted him top five um, for the way they used him. I don't know, man. You just have to think eventually they're going to use him the way they should be. But um, yeah, I mean, it. he is a big question mark. And honestly, I, I, I wouldn't be the one drafting him. Kyle Pitts last year, uh, biggest percentage of downfield pass attempts for any team in the NFL uh, also, uh, largest amount of uncatchable passes sure. thrown to him. Yeah. Um, they want to use him. They want to utilize him, I think, in, in the way that they should. They just don't have somebody who can throw him the football. It got a little bit better. Uh, then he got hurt. Um, but, man, I just, like, again, I, I don't want to be the person to draft Kyle Pitts and then just be angry all year when he's getting one point. Four points, so two I had points. Dallas Goddard sixth, and he's not even. Yeah, on. he's got he's got to be on here somewhere. So Dallas Goddard seventh. Okay. There you go. <laughs> what happened? I don't I don't have him ranked. What's the thought process? Uh, I like the other players for the Eagles better. Well, I mean, wouldn't you say and, that for a lot of these tight ends? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I just I don't know. I just I I. I see that team more as a team that likes to throw the ball outside or run the ball. Okay. Um, That's just my thought process. I think they're going to be throwing more, and he was um, when he played uh, six tight end uh, in terms of average points per game. Um, and so it's really just the injury that, that held him out in terms of more point total for the whole entire year, and I think they're going to be throwing the ball more. So I just I, I like him um, in a consistent solid offense to to be a guy that's definitely gonna be top 10 if he's healthy 
All right. Let's move on to wide receivers. Wide receivers. We have Justin Jefferson, one. Jamar Chase, two. Tyreek Hill, three. Cooper Cup, four. Stephon Diggs, five. Uh, I'll stop here at, at the top five. We're going to do 20 wide receivers. Um, so I, I think that this grouping that we're about to go over as opposite from the tight ends as possible uh, to wide receiver is kind of the most consistent position in fantasy right now. Uh, a guy whose ADP is going to be in the top 10. Uh, he's going to probably end up in the top 10 uh, and the top five aren't going to change that much. Um, the only thing we kind of have a little bit differently. I have Cooper cup at one overall and you have him as your six wide receiver six. So my thought process here with Cooper cup, uh, and why I put him at one, uh, can you name me outside of Aaron Donald, one defensive player on the Rams? No, this this Rams defense is going to be terrible. This sure. team has 40 rookies on their roster right now out of 90 players. Their their defense is going to be wretched. If they are going to be competitive, which Sean McVay is a guy who wants to be competitive, they're going to be throwing the ball 50, 55 times a game. Well, uh, I have some bad news for you because the quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams is Matthew Stafford still. Um, yeah. And that is so concerning to me and that is why cooper cup is not in the top five for me yeah not concerning for me i think he's going to be fine in a redraft format even if if stetson bennett comes in here the other thing with the rams is outside of cooper cup i think van jefferson right now would probably be their wide receiver too uh cooper cup going to see a butt ton of targets this year regardless of who's the quarterback uh, he's a great wide receiver. He's Can a I great just, route runner. So just to clarify, are you saying that one. if Stetson Bennett, Matthew Stafford gets injured tomorrow, yeah, if Stetson Bennett is starting, sure, Cooper Cup is wide receiver one for you still? Yeah. The talent and the opportunity for Cooper Cup, uh, regardless of who's throwing him the ball, if they can get the ball to him I accurately. Mean, history doesn't it, show that it, that's the case, though. I mean, there's been a team, talented wide receivers it, that, been, that have been, you know, uh, look at Devonta Adams that just take a huge hit in terms of average per, per game um, because of the talent of the quarterback that's throwing them the ball. And, and, all, team, that, and that one we're and talking Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. This is Matthew Stafford hoping that he's going to be good to Setson Bennett, which is just a yeah. Huge I just drop. I I mean I just believe in the coaching staff, the offensive scheme way way more than what you're alluding to with with those players going to Josh McDaniels uh, and Derek Carr, like, yeah, hard pass on that. But outside of that, I believe in the coaching. I believe in Cooper cup even more as a talented wide receiver um, who could do more than what Devonte Adams can do. I think Devonte Adams is talented, but I think he's, you know, an outside wide receiver who has a specific skill set. I think Cooper cup can play anywhere on the field. Uh, and that the Rams will do whatever they can to get him the ball as much as possible. Uh, outside of that, we have Justin Jefferson one. Um, the other reason why I went this way is it's possible that, you know, the, the antithesis of the Eagles was the Vikings 
in uh, all these one-score games, having to come back, having to throw the ball so much. It's possible that last year was Justin Jefferson's career high. Um, they were at, in the games at the end for so, so many. Um, we still ended up having Justin Jefferson one. I had him two. So that was the only reason why I moved him down a peg from, from one. Yeah, I mean, I guess in in my mind, they overachieved in terms of their record. Um, and they were involved in some blowouts. Uh, so I just, I honestly think he could do even better this year. It would be, it would be impressive. Uh, then after that, we've got Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs. You know, these are, these are your, these are your top five, um, fairly consistent players in the league. Up next we have, uh, boy, did I do a number on myself here? Uh, <laughs> CD Lamb at six, AJ Brown at seven, Amon Ross St. Brown at eight, Devontae Adams at nine, Jalen Waddle coming in at 10. Any one of these guys in particular you want to talk about? Um, no. Yeah, I th- again, like is, that. What you just read off is pretty close to, and I'm trying to look at compare uh, stats. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's probably the player that we have the biggest difference variance in. Uh, you have him at seven, and I have him at eleven. Oh, that's crazy, crazy time. Um, yeah, who, who are they throwing to? <laughs> well, I mean, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to come in. He's going to scoop up a lot of that. I think Sam Laporta. Um, I, I believe in Amara St. Brown. I have him on my uh, first dynasty team. I like him a lot. I just, as much as you say Kirk Cousins scares you, I think I feel the same way about Jared Goff. I think we've seen Jared Goff after a couple of years within a system uh, implode. And I just, I, I don't like Jared Goff as a starting quarterback. I would be trying to get away from him as fast as possible. Um, I think the roster around him is very, very good. Uh, but I just, I don't, I do not like Jared Goff. And that's kind of what scares me the most about, about the situation there. You know, what I'm just noticing as I'm looking through last year's stats is that Tyreek Hill finished third in mm-hmm. wide receivers. Jalen Waddle finished seventh yeah. in wide receivers. Two in the top 10. That's asinine. In of- yeah. I mean, I have Jalen Waddle eight and you have Jalen Waddle 11. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I have them both within the top 10. Um, this is a, you know, talent opportunity thing. Maybe you're right. Maybe they run the ball more, yeah, which that, probably brings Waddle down that's a little bit. Waddle is so good. Oh, my God. I'm so, he's an, he's an incredible player. I, I absolutely love him. It's really just a matter of I think the opportunities will drop a little mm-hmm. bit for him. And um, but but it's it's he's still in terms of um, talent. It's just I mean it, it's crazy. Um, I, I it's hard for me to put him that low. But again, it's just it's just and what I hope this offense looks like and what our team looks like. And that's a lot of leads <laughs> and running the ball. Long. All right, moving on. We've got starting at eleven, uh, Devonta Smith at eleven, Garrett Wilson. At 12, Amari Cooper at 13, Calvin Ridley at 14, Chris Olave at 15. Um, I think Ridley is probably the biggest player to talk about here. A guy who hasn't played in two years. 
we both have him within the top 20. Uh, unprecedented if he gets here. I think we both have a belief in him as a player. Everything that we are seeing out of him um, from the way that he talks to the training camp stuff, he looks ready to go. He looks crisp. He looks like he's running great routes. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable putting him in the uh, top 20 wide receivers. Yeah, you had him 13th. I had him 15th. And, again, it's just a matter of, like, if this guy can play, uh, you know, 15-plus games, he's going to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if he's if he's back to his old self, um, he is going to have the best quarterback that he's ever had. So I, I, I think that that peak, in my mind, that ceiling is, is very high. Um, and he definitely could be a top 10 wide receiver. What dings you get him me is, hot in the underpants, and I like it. <laughs> what gets me is, of course, just the, the layoff, right? The mm-hmm. mental health issues of the past and the fact that he's been out of football for so long. Um, but he looks good. Uh, this team is going to need to score a lot of points. Uh, it, it's a new connection, but new connections still work. Uh, look at Tyree Kill last year, right? Um, look at Christian Kirk. Sure. You know, both for both of our teams. Um, and so it it is a um, – this is – yeah, I think drafting Calvin Ridley is really a high-ceiling drafting uh, mm. technique, which I personally love. <laughs> and I would – so for me personally, like we were talking about with the quarterbacks, if you're not going to take Hurts – I'm probably taking one of these top ten quarter these one of these top ten wide receivers plus Calvin Ridley, right? Like I'm, I'm going, you know, in the first round, I'm going one of those top five guys, and then also Calvin Ridley, right? Like I'm not, I'm not going to be going running back as my general strategy, especially if I'm targeting Calvin Ridley as a player. All right, moving on. DK Metcalf sixteen, T Higgins seventeen, Brandon Ayuk eighteen. DJ Moore, 19, and then tied for 20th, Tyler Lockett and Drake London. What you got? Anything? Uh, to me, the highest ceiling is DJ Moore. Look, we both Agreed. we both mm-hmm. like Justin Fields coming out of college. Yep. And, um, you know, we obviously both like him this year. I, we think he's going to put up some serious passing yards. And he has not had a decent wide receiver. Um besides Claypool coming in halfway through the season. But Claypool is not at the talent level of a true number one wide receiver like DJ Moore. Uh, this team is going to need to score points. So, you know, all of the above. Again, another guy that has a higher ceiling. I like him um, a, a whole bunch in this offense. I'm really excited to see this offense finally. Justin Fields was finally some help on offense um, I like what they did in the running back room. I like what they did on the offensive line. And, of course, I like DJ Moore. Uh, so, very excited to see what this offense looks like this year. Uh, my guy, I'm just confirming this here real quick that I wanted to touch on here. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Um, quite possibly one of the most underrated fantasy football players sure. that you could find. I have him on all, um, my, all my teams. He's great. Tw- the only concern I have. 2020, he was the eighth wide receiver, and he's n- in the last three years, including being wide receiver eight in 2020, he has not been outside of the top 15. No, I, I, I agree. And the only concern I have is they spent pick one and pick two. Um, well, sorry. I guess pick two and pick three on JSN and Charbonnet. So, mm-hmm. 
there's a lot to go around. Uh, so I just see him dropping a little bit. Just again, it's based on opportunity. That's mm-hmm. the only concern I have. You know, I still have DK on my list. Um, yeah. And it, it's tough to have two guys in the top 20 unless you have an offense that, you know, there's a huge drop off in talent. And you still, of course, have to have the solid quarterback. They had a solid quarterback. But I think that the talent level, if JSN can, you know, be who I, I mean, I think we both like JSN. Um, mm-hmm. I think the talent level is just a little bit more concerning there in terms of there's there's a lot of talent to go around, uh, and so that that's that's my only concern with uh, Tyler Lockett. Love him though as a fantasy football player. Um, I, I have enjoyed him these past few years on my team. All right, here's my fun wide receiver question for you. Ooh, fun. Which wide receiver are you willing to risk your marriage over, a.k.a. wildly overdraft? Which which wide receiver are you willing to cheat on your wife, a.k.a. Tyler Lockett, to draft? Um, I'll give you mine while you look. I'm, uh, I'm looking for basically kind of ADP. So mine is wide receiver 35, pick 83 overall, George Pickens. Uh, here's some players who are going above George Pickens that I would uh, draft him over. Mike Evans, right before him, is wide receiver 34. Deontay Johnson, wide receiver 33. Marquise Brown in Arizona, wide receiver 32. Tyler Lockett, aforementioned, wide receiver 31. I'm taking George Pickens, who's wide receiver 35 right now, pick 83, all the way up probably the only player that I would start having a question about on this list would be Drake London, uh, pick uh, 60, wide receiver overall 25. I am risking it all for George Pickens. I'm giving up, you know, my loved ones, um, paying some child support to be able to draft George Pickens. I just, I just love him as a player. I loved him coming out of college. I love his contested catch ability. I love the rare athleticism that he has. Uh, Kenny Pickett scares me. Sure. Uh, a little terrified of, of him, not necessarily the best uh, deep ball thrower in the NFL, but if he gets a little bit of burrow in him, figures out that, hey, you know what, fuck it, uh, Pickens is down there somewhere, he's going to come up with the ball. Uh, this could be this this could be a wide receiver that ends up in the top 10 by the end of the year. Um, So we're saying it could be any wide receiver? Any wide receiver that you're willing to risk it all for. Are you sitting down? Yeah. It's Calvin Ridley. I, I got a double sit down. <laughs> I legitimately think that his ceiling is something around 1,600 to 1,800 yards. I think oh he can easily be a top five wide receiver based on a few things. One is that the Jags defense is terrible. Two is that Calvin Ridley's talent level, when he is fully invested in a team, um, is bar none one of the best in the league. I... Um, I can go back really quick to just kind of see what he was looking like. Uh, he was 2019, fourth. right? He was fourth in 2020. Hmm. He was the fourth wide receiver in 2020 with old fucking Matt Ryan throwing the ball to him. And he was playing on a broken foot. Why are... I mean, in my mind, Calvin Ridley's you know ceiling then, and that was at... He had 1,300 yards. In nine touchdowns, 
easily, easily can get that in this Jags offense. <sighs> Calvin Ridley. You're talking dirty to me, and I kind of <laughs> like it. Calvin Ridley is the guy in my mind that I, I would just have as the highest ceiling difference between where he's going close to 20 and where he could be top five. Love it. All right, moving on. Running backs. Christian McCaffrey, one. Austin Eckler, two. Bijan Robinson, three. Saquon Barkley, four. I think that's the best place to stop it. I would say that this is my top tier of running backs, a.k.a. running backs I'm okay with taking in the first round of a fantasy draft. McCaffrey, Bijan Robinson, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley are the tier one of running backs in whichever way you want to slice God, it. Running backs is such a shit show right now. Um, you know, you look at these names and you're like, oh, these guys, um, half of them have missed full seasons. Um, one of them's a rookie. Yeah, one of them's a rookie. Um, it, it's it's so different from wide receivers. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I am so much more in love with so many wide receivers versus running backs. And obviously that's like the big story right now in the NFL. Right. Um, but it's true in fantasy too. Uh, you look at these guys and they're just, they're, they're, the risk is just so there for these, yeah. for these top five, for the top 10, for the top 20. It's just, it's just, it's so concerning um, looking at these names. Again, the, the w- reason I had Austin Eckler one is just because he's a guy that stayed healthy and he's on a contract year. Like I, I, it's those two factors that really have put him up higher than me. Everything about the 49ers health staff concerned me. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is an incredible talent. Obviously, Saquon Barkley is an incredible talent. I, I, I just, and I would still draft. You know, think they're top five, but I don't really want to draft them. Yeah. If you're looking around, the draft a wide receiver. Exactly. If you take nothing else from this podcast today, it's draft a wide receiver. If you look at the ADP, I would much rather have, you know, two or three guys from the top ten to fifteen wide receivers than two to three mm-hmm. guys from these running backs, um, and just ride with. Look at the our our. If you look at the bottom here, I know I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but if you can give me, I don't know, fucking Justin Jefferson and Calvin Ridley, and Amon Ross St. Brown, and then give me a, a couple running backs in the bottom here. Miles like, Sanders. Like Miles Sanders, Brees Hall. Run it. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm much happier with that. A team that's more likely to miss the playoffs is one that is drafting Christian McCaffrey in the first round um, mm-hmm. or Saquon Barkley in the first round. Like Because it's, you have so much hedging on that because you're not going to come back around and it's it's so weird because at, as soon as like two years ago, the top five was loaded with running backs. It might have been all running backs, but at this point, it would hard it'd be hard for me to choose a running back in the top five because it's just so concerning. Austin Eckler is my one just because that's the one guy I would consider if he was still there in the top five. If I had a top five pick, yeah, my one is Bijan. Um... Uh, this team ran the ball at a historic clip last year with a running back that isn't as good as Bijan Robinson. Um, I, when watching Bijan in college, getting ready for the draft, 
if he had decided right before the draft started that he was going to switch over to wide receiver, I think he probably would have been uh, a, a top five wide receiver in the draft. I think this is a guy who's going to get a ton of targets. Um, one of the reasons why Kyle Pitts and Drake London didn't appear in my lists for tight end and wide receiver is I think B. John Robinson will be the focal point of this offense. Uh, get him while you can before he is used up uh, in the next couple of years, and he's not going to be as effective. But this year as a rookie, he is absolutely going to cook some teams, and he is going to be the huge focal point of this offense. So if I'm taking a running back in the first round, it's Bichon or Bust. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only concern there is that Bichon, well, rookies, there's never been a rookie that's been the number one fantasy running back. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's never been a rookie that's played with a team that's run the ball as much as, as this team has. Uh, all right, moving on. We've got Tony Pollard at five, Josh Jacobs at six, uh, Derrick Henry at seven, Nick Chubb at eight, Travis Etienne, and Ramonde Stevenson at nine and ten. Uh, any of these guys that you want to talk about? Two. Uh, I would like to talk about Pollard and Jacobs. Jacobs, I've ding- okay. I dinged him a little bit just because of um, the contract stuff. The contract stuff. Yeah. He had the most fantasy points for running back last year. Sure. Like, it, 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 um, in all... He's not at camp currently. Yeah, that, that's the big concern, right? That's the only reason yeah. he's not in my top five. Um, and then for Tony Pollard, um, a guy that I thought was better than Elliot, and the one-two of Elliot Pollard versus the one-two of Pollard and Johnson? I mean, I don't really know who running back two is there. Um, with what's his face getting suspended two games? Uh, I forget, I forget his name. It's got to be Deuce Vaughn, right? Deuce Vaughn, yeah, maybe. Um, it, it's just like I think Tony Pollard is going to have a load of work, and he was RB eight last year. That's yeah. crazy. Um, so I that's I had him ranked third for that reason. I think that he can definitely jump up. In the list, just because of volume, because that split with Elliot, um, who was RB seventeen, you know, one hundred and seventy points going to Ezekiel Elliott to Pollard's two hundred nine. I, I could definitely see Pollard taking forty points from that, and you know that puts him at RB five. I mean, it's just like it's pre- pretty easy to jump up um, into the in, up the rankings here for Pollard based on the volume that he's probably going to receive, just based on talent level. I had him a little bit lower uh, just based on coming off of a broken leg, which we're going to get to into with our fun question here in a little bit. Um, but Tony Pollard only not a higher for me because he's coming off of a pretty big injury. Uh, okay. Uh, my other player I want to talk about is Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne did not see a lot of catches last year. I feel like if he saw some more receptions that he would be able to climb up this list a little bit better. He uh, is an explosive element to the Jags offense, but if he's not going to see more receptions than what he saw, he's going to constantly be one of these guys that's on the the cusp of the top 10. Um, 
So I probably would not be drafting him as my number one running back, but he could easily get into that area if you saw a higher volume of receptions this year. Moving on. We have Najee Harris. Uh, my numbers are all effed up now. Najee Harris at 11, Jameer Gibbs at 12, Kenneth Walker, or yeah, Kenneth Walker at 13, Joe Mixon 14, Brees Hall 15. Uh, any of these guys in particular you want to talk about? Najee Harris. I have him mm-hmm. eighth. Mm-hmm. I, d- I like him to bounce back this year. That's really, that's really it. Najee Harris rookie year, I really liked. He had a down year last year. Um, but, you know, I think his down year was RB12. So I, I, I still th- I think that if he can improve a little bit, um, then we're back in the top 10. Yeah, Najee just makes me a little nervous, not because of Najee, but because of their offense. I don't really like their offensive coordinator. I don't really still fully understand what the Steelers' offensive identity is. Uh, if they got some clarity, that would be exciting. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, another rookie running back, finding his way onto our list. I feel like why I put him up here, I think we actually have him at the same spot at 11. Uh, I think the Lions... Okay, you have him 16th. I have him him at 11. I think they're going to want to prove a point, the Lions, that they drafted him for a reason. I also have him higher than you and have Amara St. Brown lower than you. I just see a little bit more of the offense going through Jameer Gibbs this season versus uh, running through Amara St. Brown. Yeah, just a little right. concerned that they're going to continue splitting uh, carries. They did sign Montgomery. I, I, I think that they're still going to be splitting um, carries in that backfield. That's what they like to do based on the past. So um, just – that's really the only thought process there is that in terms of him not really being the true bell cow um, that a lot of these other guys will be. All right. Damian Pierce at 16. Miles Sanders at 17. Aaron Jones at 18. And then we have another hodgepodge of guys after that. Cam Akers, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison as our rounding out the bottom of our top 20 with some random names any of these guys in particular you want to talk about yeah i'm high i think i'm higher in madison than you um yeah he's not good at football oh i disagree good sir uh did you hear my stat earlier in all of his carries in the nfl he's never had an explosive run which for a which for a running back is a is a run of uh, 15 plus yards he's never had one yeah and all of his carries hard pass on alexander madison for me yeah i mean i just i think that this he's a plodding is, running back. He's going to be running the ball um, still, and he's going to get a vast majority of the carries. They don't really have anyone else to give it to. So a bell cow RB, in my mind, is just going to be a guy that's going to be in the top 20. Yeah, he's um, going to get a vast majority of three-yard carries, hard pass. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the offense is too open for that to happen. He's got to run, he's gonna run uh, three yards, three yards, and then they'll pass the ball. And Jordan Addison will pick up 80 yards for a touchdown. I'm just, I'm out. I, the only way I see Alexander Madison finishing within the top 20 is if he is, uh, they they have a lot of goal line rushes. 
outside of that, I do not see Alexander Madison. He's not an explosive runner. Uh, he never has been. I just don't. I, I think them moving on from Dalvin Cook was a mistake. Uh, I don't. I do not like Alexander Madison. I'm out. Can we fashion a beer bit around this? With that, he finishes within the top twenty. Yeah. Sure. Alexander Madison will not finish within the top 20 fantasy running backs. Huzzah. <laughs> Any other uh, guys here you want to talk about? We obviously, we have one more big name that we need to talk about. Kamara, also not on my list. I don't know what's going to happen with the suspension. That's the only reason why I don't have him on my list. Otherwise, he'd be in the I top literally 20. had no idea who to put at 20. I, I don't know. I was between so many different people at 20. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just was like... Acres, a lot of concerns there. Dalvin, yeah, Cook, I put Dalvin, not with a team. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's, yeah. it's just like I did. I had I really. It was weird because like in my mind, like it was like Pierce, Gibbs, Jones, Madison, Sanders, like guys that like I would draft, you know. And then it's a bunch of people that it's like, oof, I don't know. <laughs> you know? But that's the problem with running backs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the biggest name, obviously, if you've been paying attention, Jonathan Taylor, not on our list. We don't know what to do. We don't know what's going on. High drama with the Colts. Uh, I feel like if I knew he was going to play for the Colts this year or if he was traded, he would instantly be within my top 10 running backs. Sure. But I don't know if he's going to play or not. We, we've the, the concern for me is that we have seen this with a guy that had less gripe with their current team and Le'Veon Bell, who sat out yeah. um, because I fucking drafted him that year, who sat out and it – Jonathan Taylor has every reason mm-hmm. to sit out this year because fuck what they've been doing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I hope he's traded at this point um, because, you know, I just, I like the idea of it blowing up in your safe face. Yeah. I mean, if you get more clarity, obviously we're doing this uh, August 1st. If you get more clarity when you're drafting, hopefully you're not drafting before, uh, the final week of the preseason. Uh, if Jonathan Taylor's back at Indianapolis Colts camp and he says that he's going to start and he's going to play for them, he's in my top five running backs. Uh, if he's traded to the Bears, he's in my top five running backs. I just, I, at this point, at August 1st, I just don't know what to do with him. So I just could not put him on my list of running backs. Sure. Okay. Let's finish it off with. The return of the favorite uh, running back question. Start bench cut round two of injured running backs from last year. Based on ADP, which one of these players are you starting? Which one are you benching? Which one are you cutting? Tony Pollard running back 12. Brees Hall running back six. Jonathan Taylor running back three. For this exercise, let's just assume that we know Jonathan Taylor is playing. We assume he's playing for what? For this exercise. Start, bench, cut. Yeah, 18. Any team. Any team. Jonathan Taylor running back for the 2023 season. Starting Pollard. I'm benching. (laughs) Gets tricky, huh? (laughs) It gets tricky. Um, I'm benching Jonathan Taylor. I'm cutting Brees Hall. I 100% agree. Uh, Tony Pollard coming out rookie of the year style, saying he's faster after he broke his leg than he was before. 
that's a that's a deep '90s cut for you. That movie you probably have never seen because you're an old, uh, you're a young young man. Uh, but Tony Pollard, I would absolutely take based upon uh, where he's being drafted. Uh, Jonathan Taylor sitting on my bench. Brees Hall cut. We did it. We agreed. We did we it. We never agree on this pod, you know. <laughs> never. We've never agreed once on the spot. Uh, all right, man. You got anything else you wanna you wanna throw out here? Any fantasy advice or tips that you wanna give some the people before we get out of here on this long ass pod? Uh, <laughs> no, I think we I think we gave them all. Um, yeah, draft a wide receiver in your first round. Yep. But besides, or Kelsey. Besides that, no. Um, no. Just you know, this is the last time this pod will exist. Without Jack in the world, so that's true. That, that part's occasion. true. There's a long pause there, but the but the end part, <laughs> add it to the other part. It's all true. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're gonna take a break. Uh, I'll be active on Twitter. Uh, if any of you want to join me over there, have some football conversations X. with me there. I, I on X, my bad. I, it's it's always gonna be Twitter. It's always gonna be the bluebird for me. It's always the we're Jags. just gonna call it Twitter forever. It was always the Jags. It was always the Twitter. Uh, so thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you all at the end of preseason. Uh, you can find and follow us at Surf and Artificial Turf, all one word on Twitter. You can email us at the same thing, surfandartificialturf at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you all later. <laughs> that That's it. it. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs>